With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Small producers of treble, who had not yet developed into such distinctive units of society as to require particularizing. "'Is the good man a-come?' asked Nat Chapman. "'No, I see we're here to forum. "'And how is it with aged women to-night, Mrs. Martin?' "'Tedious traipsing enough with this one, Nat. "'Sit ye down. "'Well, little Freddy, you don't wish that in the morning to her evening, "'and at evening to her morning again, do you, Freddy? "'I trust ye for it.' "'Now who might wish such a thing as that, Mrs. Martin? "'Nobody in this parish,' asked Sammy Blore curiously. "'My lady is always wishing it,' spoke up Miss Tabitha Lark. "'Oh, she! Nobody can be answerable for the wishes of that unnatural tribe of mankind. "'Not that but the woman's heart-strings is tried in many a grieving ways.' "'Ah, poor woman,' said Granny. "'The state she finds herself in, neither maid, wife, nor widow, as you may say, "'is not the primest form of life for keeping in good spirits. "'How long is it since she has heard from Sir Blount, Tabitha?' Two years and more.' said the young woman. He went into one side of Africa, as it might be, three St. Martin's days back. I can mind it because twas my birthday, and he meant to come out the other side, but he didn't, and has never come out at all. "'For all the world, like losing a rat in a barley mow, said Hezekiah. "'He's lost, though you know where he is.' His comrades nodded. "'Aye, my lady is a walk in weariness.' I seed her yawn just at the very moment when the fox was hallooed away by Lorntorn Copse, and the hounds runned in all but past her carriage wheels. If I were she, I'd see a little life, though there's no fair, club walking or feast to speak of, till least a week, that's true. She dares not. She's under solemn oath to do no such thing. It were cussed if I'd keep any such an oath. But here's the parson, if my ears don't deceive me. There was a noise of horses' hoofs without, a stumbling against the door-scraper, a tethering to the window-shutter, a creaking of the door on its hinges, and a voice which Swithin recognised as Mr. Torkingham's. He greeted each of the previous arrivals by name, and stated that he was glad to see them all so punctually assembled. "'Aye, sir,' said Hamos Fry, "'tis only my joints that have kept me from assembling myself long ago. I'd assemble upon the top of Welland steeple if weren't for my joints. I assure ye, Parson Talkingham, that in the clitch of my knees, where the rain used to come through when I was cutting clots for the new lawn, in old milady's time, tis as if rats were gnawn every now and then. When a feller's young, he's too small in the brain to see how soon a constitution can be squandered, worse luck. True, said Biles, to fill the time while the parson was engaged in finding the Sams. A man's a fool till he's forty. Often have I thought, when hay-pitching, and the small of my back seeming no stouter than a harnet's, 
The devil send that I had but the making of labour and men for a twelvemonth. I gave every man Jack two good backbones, even if the alteration was as wrong as forgery. Four, four backbones, said Hamos decisively. Yes, four, threw in Sammy Blore with additional weight of experience. For you'd want one in front for breast ploughing and such like, and one at the right side for ground dressing, and one at the left for turning mixins. Well, then next I'd move every man's windpipe a good span away from his dutch pipe, so that at harvest time he could fetch breath in his drinking without being choked and strangled as he is now. Thinks I when I feel the victuals going. Now we begin," interrupted Mister Torkingham, his mind returning to this world again on concluding his search for a hymn. Thereupon the racket of chair-legs on the floor signified that they were settling into their seats, a disturbance which Swithin took advantage of by going on tiptoe across the floor above, and putting sheets of paper over knot-holes in the boarding at points where carpet was lacking, that his lamplight might not shine down. The absence of a ceiling beneath rendered his position virtually that of one suspended in the same apartment. The parson announced a tune, and his voice burst forth with— Onward, Christian soldiers, in notes of rigid cheerfulness. In this start, however, he was joined only by the girls and boys, the men furnishing but an accompaniment of ahs and hems. Mr. Torkingham stopped, and Sammy Blore spoke. Beg your pardon, sir, if you'll deal mild with us for a moment. What with the wind and walking, my throat's as rough as a grater, and not knowing you were going to hit up at that moment, I hadn't hawked and I don't think Hezzy or Nat had either, had ye souls? I hadn't got thorough ready, that's true, said Hezekiah. Quite right of you, then, to speak, said Mr. Torkingham. Don't mind explaining, we are here for practice. Now, clear your throats, then, and at it again. There was a noise as of atmospheric hose and scrapers, and the base contingent at last got under way with a time of its own. Onward, Christian soldiers! Ah! That's where we are so defective, the pronunciation, interrupted the parson. Now, repeat after me. Onward, Christian soldiers. The choir repeated like an exaggerated echo. Onward, Christian soldiers. Better, said the parson, in the strenuously sanguine tones of a man who got his living by discovering a bright side in things where it was not very perceptible to other people but it should not be given with quite so extreme an accent, or we may be called affected by other parishes. And, Nathaniel Chapman, there's a jauntiness in your manner of singing which is not quite becoming. Why don't you sing more earnestly?' "'Oh, my conscience won't let me, sir. They say every man for himself, but, thank God, I'm not so mean as to lessen old folks' chances by being earnest at my time of life, and they so much nearer the need of it.' "'It's bad reasoning, that, I fear. Now, Perhaps we had better sol fa the tune. Eyes on your books, please. Sol sol fa fa me. I can't sing like that. Not I," said Sammy Blore with condemnatory astonishment. I can sing genuine music like F and G, but not anything so much out of the order of nature as that. Perhaps you brought the wrong book, sir," chimed in Hamos kindly. I've known music early in life and late. In short, ever since Luke Sneap broke his new fiddle-bow in the wedding psalm, when Parson Wilton brought home his bride—you can mind the time, Sammy, when we sung, His wife, like a fair fertile vine, her lovely fruit shall bring, when the young woman turned as red as a rose, not knowing t'was coming. I've no music ever since then, sir, I say, and never heard the like of that. Every martel note had his name A, B, and C at that time. 
"'Yes, yes, men, but this is a more recent system.' "'Still, you can't alter an old established note that's A or B by nature,' rejoined Hamos, with yet deeper conviction that Mr. Torkingham was getting off his head. "'Now sound A, neighbour Sammy, and let's have a slap at Christian soldiers again, and show the parson the true way.' Sammy produced a private tuning-fork, black and grimy, which, being about seventy years of age, and wrought before pianoforte builders had set up the pitch to make their instruments brilliant, was nearly a note flatter than the parson's. While an argument as to the true pitch was in progress, there came a knocking without. "'Somebody's at the door,' said a little treble girl. "'Thought I heard a knock afore,' said the relieved choir. The latch was lifted, and a man asked from the darkness, "'Is Mr. Talkingham there?' "'Yes, Mills. What do you want?' It was the parson's man. "'Oh, if you please,' said Mills, showing an advanced margin of himself round the door. "'Lady Constantine wants to see you very particular, sir, and could you call on her after dinner, if you bain't engaged with poor folks? She just had a letter, so they say, and it's about that, I believe.' Finding on looking at his watch that it was necessary to start at once if he meant to see her that night, the parson cut short the practising, and, naming another night for the meeting, he withdrew. All the singers assisted him onto his cob and watched him till he disappeared over the edge of the bottom. End of chapter two.